the motion that the Attorney General filed yesterday to make their four-year uh, investigation public, it, it just is obviously an incredibly painful and, and shameful thing. Um, when the, the, the Attorney General first announced the subpoena for what would be hundreds of thousands of documents that the Archdiocese had provided, when it announced that subpoena and its investigation, remember that came in the wake of the Pennsylvania report. And when that happened, um, for myself personally, I welcomed it. Um, let's get rid of every bit of this cancer. Cut it out. If there's anything left, even after our recent decades of, of transparency, of now priests being immediately suspended at even the first accusation of wrongdoing. If anything is left, let's, let's get rid of it. We need to get rid of it, absolutely. And the work of the Lord in the gospel is an ongoing work of cleansing the church. The motion to release the full report, which was filed yesterday, it highlights a lot of what we already know, that sadly, for decades, especially in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, it was, sadly, it was common to protect the institution of the church. And the culture of, of transparency just wasn't present in our society at that time. We know that from families, from our public schools, from sporting and scouting institutions. And sadly, the, the culture of transparency in support of victims wasn't present in the church where you would most want and, and expect it. Um, that, unfortunately, that's not new news. And all of the steps and the strides that the church has been making in our recent decades are, are a response to that. Uh, over 20 years ago, Cardinal Keeler was among the first of our U.S. bishops to release the names of priests who had been credibly accused. I was a young priest, I was ordained just a few years at the time when in the wake of Boston, the Cardinal made that decision. And I remember a number of our older priests were furious with him when he made that decision. They felt that he betrayed them by publishing names that included men who had not been criminally charged but his decision was that when there was a credible accusation that could be substantiated and verified, that it needed to be made public. And, and this was a good decision. It's that kind of thing that brings healing. It brings transparency. It, it's what the Lord would want. There were names of priests who after their death received a single accusation. And when that single accusation could not be substantiated or verified, when there were no other accusations or third parties to, to say, yes, that, that happened, the decision was made that those names would not be published. That was just the decision that was made that, that when there's simply not enough to move an accusation into the realm of, of being credible enough, the archdiocese made that decision that they would not publish those names. The attorney general's report apparently does include those names of the deceased priests. 
the argument that they made in the motion filed yesterday was that because they're dead, it doesn't matter if their names are published without anything more than the accusation. Um, then there are apparently in the, attorneys general, the Attorney General's list 13 priests who are still alive who had been accused, but even the state has not prosecuted, uh, even after hundreds of witnesses came forth for the Attorney General's investigation. So even the state at this point is not publishing those names. From the AP report yesterday, those names have been redacted. I don't know what will come of that. I don't know if they're going to pursue criminal prosecution. I don't know if they have made a decision that they, even they, with hundreds of thousands of documents, don't have enough information to pursue it. I, I don't know. But it's, this is, I think, from what the Archbishop spoke of yesterday in his response, this is what accounts for that discrepancy between the names the diocese has had published for over 20 years and the names that I am assuming, and really I guess I, I, I hope that, that that motion goes through and that it all simply is just made public. But that discrepancy exists because the decision the diocese made that when there wasn't enough evidence to not publish those names and then the attorney general saying if the priests are dead, we're going to publish the names no matter what. We will see how all of that plays out. Let me return back to the gospel. In the gospel, it's Jesus who cleanses the temple. It comes at his initiative. This is a beautiful thing. He so loves his bride, the church, that he is the one who takes the initiative to cleanse her from every stain of sin, from every bit of filth. I, for me personally, I welcome the Attorney General's report as it will hopefully help remove any bit of this cancer, but I welcome even more the work of the Lord within his church to, to do it. And there, there has been a, a lot of good stuff that has happened in terms of just moving toward that ever greater transparency for whatever remains and needs to happen. Lord, please do it. Do for us what you did for the temple in Jerusalem. And Lord, let us not fear or especially get in the way of any work that you are doing, that you need to do to cleanse your church, your bride from every stain of filth, from every bit of sin. Lord, we want your church to be the, the, the bright and, and beautiful bride that you intend her to be.